Welcome to 1514, a podcast of the Biblical Counseling Coalition. 1514 draws its name from Romans 1514, where the Apostle Paul encourages the church that they are full of goodness, filled with all knowledge, and able to counsel one another. I'm your host and the executive director of the BCC, Dr. Curtis Solomon, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. This episode is brought to you in part by The Gospel for Disordered Lives, a new book from B&H Publishing, authored by Kristen Kellen, Rob Green, and Robert Jones. Thank you for joining us for this episode of 1514. As always, it is a pleasure to have you with us. As an audience member, you're a significant part of the Biblical Counseling Coalition ministry. But I want to give a special thank you to those donors and partners who support the ministry through your prayers and financial giving as well. Right now, we're smack dab in the middle of our Building Bridges campaign. So I wanted to take this episode and share with you a little bit about the heart behind that campaign, as well as the vision and work that we are accomplishing here at the Biblical Counseling coalition. The Building Bridges campaign really is highlights the fact that we exist to create relationships, build unity in the biblical counseling movement, and those relationships foster resources, collaboration, best practice principles, and really just spur us on to accomplish the work that God has given to us in a, in a far deeper and greater way. Creating connections that lead to growth and great resources is really what we're about and what the biblical counseling coalition Coalition's Building Bridges campaign is about in the fall of 2021. This campaign is designed to establish a solid foundation of monthly recurring gifts that will allow us to strengthen and expand the network of relationships we have built, fostering unity and collaboration in the biblical counseling movement. Our goal is to add to our regular ongoing monthly giving $3,200 a month. So that means from the time September 15th until December 31st of 2021, we are asking you, if you've never given to us before, to become a regular supporter of the ministry. That could be $10 a month, $20 a month, $500 a month, whatever you want it to be. That's what we are after. If you want to give it as a one-time-a-year gift but set it up recurring, that would be really helpful to us as well. The main thing is so that we're able to budget and know what income is coming in so we know how we can best utilize our resources and our time growing our ministry and growing the reach of the biblical counseling movement around the world. Our Building Bridges campaign, we really, in the background, broke it down to three main phases, past, present, and future. And we spent the first month, month and a half, between September and October, looking back at what God has done in and through the biblical counseling Coalition. We rebroadcasted here on 1514 the history of the BCC series, and then we also went back in the archives and posted from the 11-year history of the Biblical Counseling Coalition different posts throughout those years in the months of September and October. You might have seen or noticed on the blogs coming out Monday, Wednesday, Friday, BCC Classics, and that's really what that was about. We were pulling things from our archives to highlight them, bring them back to you afresh, but also to share with people work that we've done over the years as part of our Building Bridges campaign. Right now, we're in the midst of our present phase where we're talking about and sharing and discussing what the BCC is about right now, what's going on with our ministry now, 
the podcast and the blog are kind of running as normal, what we typically do, uh, because that's how we're functioning in the present. But we also have special mini-series coming out where we've asked some of our partners, some of our council members to share with us, what does the BCC mean to me? So be on the lookout for that coming out uh, in the next few weeks on the BCC website. If you haven't, if you're an audience of the of 1514 and you haven't subscribed to our blog, I highly encourage you to jump over there now, biblicalcounselingcoalition.org or biblicalcc.org if you want to type a little faster. And at the bottom of that page, you can subscribe to our blog. That way in your inbox, you'll get linked to the recurring articles that are coming out every week. Like I said before, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday are our typical blog schedule. Sometimes we come out with a book review on Tuesday, and every once in a while we'll throw in a special one as well. And then on Saturday, of course, then you get the email about 1514 and the opportunity to download it to your device and listen to it there. The final phase of the Building Bridges campaign is going to be at the end of the year, and we're going to focus on the future and what lies ahead and ways that we are praying and seeking the Lord to grow our ministry, to expand what the BCC is doing. And as we do that, uh, those things are not set in stone, as as you know uh, God's Word encourages us in James chapter 4 to hold our future plans loosely, and to, but to make plans, uh, to think about what we're going to do, how are we going to use the resources, the gifting, the people that we have to further this mission that we've been called to. But part of the one, reason we want to hold that loosely is we also want to hear from you what things you think would be beneficial. Uh, there are certain things that are foundational to our vision and to our mission that are really not going to change, but how we apply that mission and how we execute that vision can change, and we really want to hear from you. So if you have ideas of things that would really serve you, your church, your ministry, your community well, that the BCC can do that fits into our purpose, share those ideas with us. And you can always email us at podcast at biblicalcc.org. So as I mentioned, I'm going to share with you a little bit more about these different phases, past, present, and future, kind of rehashing what the BCC has been about over our 11-year history, where we're at now, and what are some of the things we want to do in the future. When we look at all these phases, I'm also going to highlight three significant aspects of our ministry, the relationships, the resources, and then what I'm going to call the regions, just kind of the highlighting the reality that we have been able to, by God's grace, grow uh, the biblical counseling movement around the world, seeing biblical counseling coalition branches start up in different countries on different continents. And even if it doesn't have our name or our label, being able to foster relationships and, and support the expansion of ministries locally, domestically in the United States, and then also around the globe. So I'm going to highlight those different aspects in all three phases, past, present, and future. When we look back to the founding of the BCC, if you've been listening to the podcast, you heard the history of the BCC, how it was founded, an interview that I did with Bob Kellerman, Garrett Higby, the two uh, first executive directors of this organization. And they shared with you where the BCC came from, kind of the brainstorm behind it of 
how do we foster relationships and unity in this or in this movement that has, by God's grace, grown to the point where there's lots of organizations, there's lots of churches, there are organizations doing training, there's organizations doing certification, there's organizations ministering residentially, in church, parachurch, all kinds of things. How do we maintain some some order, some relationship? foster growth and unity. And the BCC was birthed out of that. And those relationships, I think really this quote from David Pallison sums it up really well. And this was out of a JBC article that he wrote a few years ago before he passed away and then included the BCC's confessional statement as an article in that edition of the, of the Journal of Biblical Counseling. And he said this, the founding of the Biblical Counseling Coalition in 2010 is a marker of how counseling ministries are flourishing within the Church of Jesus Christ. The coalition brought together leaders from many ministries, initially from the United States and more recently from around the world. We at the Christian Counseling and Educational Foundation are among the founders. We are committed to the purpose and the vision that this coalition seeks to embody. And that was a a wonderful quote from our dear beloved brother, David Pallison, just about the fact that the founding of the coalition was an indicator of the strength and the growth of the biblical counseling movement and, and within the Church of Christ. It really is exciting to see over the last 11 years, what the Lord has done. In the earlier phases of resource development, the big thing that the BCC has been known for is the website. And our website has thousands of free resources that people can go to, they can download, they can use to enrich their own souls, minister to their souls, they can print them off and use them as homework and counseling. They can share them with friends who are struggling. Lots of great resources there on all kinds of topics. If you've never been to our website, I encourage you to check it out. Find the resource page and you'll see just an alphabetized listing of problems. And that's so helpful for biblical counselors, uh, students who are writing papers, etc., to go and see just a list of resources by topic that they can understand and read, get to know more about the issues that are addressed in them. The website, though, has also been a great center point to point to other ministries because we've always been about championing and, and megaphoning other organizations and other ministries. So our homepage is really dedicated not just to the BCC, but to biblical counseling in general. So we have book reviews, connections to our partner blogs, advertisements, a calendar of events from all kinds of different biblical counseling ministries. And that website really was a brainchild of Bob Kellerman, who put tons of energy and effort into writing, but also recruiting other people to write for that blog. And we have a wonderful team now who does that. But the BCC also wrote some significant books. In 2013, the first Biblical Counseling Coalition book came out, Christ-Centered Biblical Counseling. And that book was a, a collaborative effort by over 20 different authors writing together on different essential things uh, in the biblical counseling world, kind of an introductory textbook to biblical counseling. But the two or three authors working together on multiple chapters was a, a, a manifestation of how we working together can create great resources and really a manifestation of what the BCC was all about. We actually released a second edition of that book in 2021, just came out this past year. If you didn't, you haven't checked that out yet, or you missed that, be sure to jump online and purchase a new copy of the second edition of Christ-Centered Biblical Counseling. 
Then in 2014, the second of what is what I call the BCC trilogy came out, which is scripture and counseling. Again, another collaborative effort, this time with over 36 different authors contributing to that book from all the different biblical counseling organizations that are represented in the BCC. Wonderful resource, uh, great for people who are doing counseling as a resource they can put on the shelf, pull out. I love the passages that talk about how to use different types of scripture in the counseling room, whether it's poetry or narrative, etc. That's one of my favorite sections of that book. And then in 2015, we published Biblical Counseling in the Church. And again, that was a huge collaborative effort spearheaded by Bob Kellerman to corral all these authors to write on all kinds of questions that are related to how do we do this ministry in the church? What about big churches? What about small churches? What about medium-sized churches? What about legal questions related to counseling in the church? All of those types of questions are answered in that book. And uh, it's a great resource. It's been out now for almost seven years. And it's wonderful to be able to point people to those resources and see just a real physical display of cooperation in the biblical counseling movement. But over the years, we also had other BCC-labeled books, Trapped by Andy Farmer, Treasure in the Ashes by Sue Nicewander and her uh, co-author, Maria Brookings. Just uh, wonderful resources that we decided that we would love to have our name associated with. So those are some of the, the resources and the relationships that were established kind of in the earlier years of the Biblical Counseling Coalition. As, as David Pallison pointed to in that quote, the initial, the early phases of the BCC were really started here in the United States and focused on gathering the leaders of the biblical counseling movement here in the United States. But that really began to transition and look more globally partway through the f- the life of the Biblical Counseling Coalition. And in 2016, Garrett Higby was the executive director and they led and had the very first Biblical Counseling Coalition Global Summit. And that was a, a, a historic event. I remember talking to David Pallison about it and others who were there and just how greatly they appreciated the work and the effort and the, the opportunity to be together with biblical counselors from numerous countries. I think there were 18 different countries represented represented at that summit and hearing what God was doing, where there were uh, resources that still needed to be needed to be made, what were the needs, how could we help each other, what could we do to cooperate and collaborate to grow this movement worldwide. We were hoping to do the second global summit in 2020. Obviously that didn't happen, but you can see that that heart and that passion there. And when I was brought on, I came on, it'll actually be five years ago in February. One of the things that the board of directors asked me to continue was that initiative of of expanding the Biblical Counseling Coalition globally. And since I've come on, we've been able to add council members from multiple other countries, including India, where we didn't have any representation before. We added people from South Africa, added people from Brazil, added people from Mexico and other places. Uh, And then we've also helped establish more relationships with people in New Zealand, growing relationships in Japan, Singapore, other countries all around the world. And now if you go to our website, you can actually see a map that has official BCC relationship partners there in uh, Brazil, New Zealand, Mexico, Canada, the UK, and Germany. But then uh, we also have BC Africa, which you'll be able to hear a little bit more about later. 
in other organizations. And again, we're not about just the BCC. We're about biblical counseling. We're about the Church of Christ. And it's been exciting to see whether our name is there or not, uh, more of these relationships establishing and, and expanding biblical counseling into new places. So that's kind of some of the things that we've had going on in the past in the Biblical Counseling Coalition. The gospel of Jesus Christ, the heartbeat of the Bible, brings life-changing hope and power to real people with real problems. Inspired by that conviction, the gospel for disordered lives provides an introductory guide to the theory and practice of Christ-centered biblical counseling, intended to serve as foundational textbook for students in Christian colleges, universities, seminaries, and graduate schools, the book also provides a useful overview that working counselors can reference in their ministry context. Additionally, it can serve pastors and current counseling practitioners as a helpful refresher and a resource for common counseling problems. I love this new textbook. I'm going to use it in my training, and I hope you will too. Right now, some of the things that are happening in the present with the resources, relationships, and regions, I want to update you on that. But I also want to point out the fact that something I've realized in my time here is that the relationship and resource road runs both ways. Sometimes relationships result in resources and other times re, re, resources spawn relationships. Just a couple examples. We had recently a blog writer who contacted me and said, hey, I just want to thank you for the opportunity to write on the blog. I got some really great positive feedback from it and I was invited to go speak at a pastor's conference for this denomination next year. It was a great opportunity where a resource resulted in connections that hadn't existed before and established a relationship that will hopefully blossom into uh, further ministry. Another one of our uh, guests on one of our, on here on this podcast on 1514 had not written before, not done a ton of speaking in other places, but after her podcast went live, she was contacted by a publisher and said, Hey, would, have you ever considered writing a book on the topic that you discussed on 1514? And she's uh, done a mini book and is working on a larger book and around that topic. And then also was invited, we rebroadcasted that, that episode. And uh, one of our biblical counseling organizations, ABC, heard it and said, hey, we'd love to have you come and speak at our annual conference. So there again, you see the, the resources turning into relationships, as well as we've seen the, re, the relationships spawn a lot of resources. One of my favorite stories, though, are just the random connections that God will make through our ministry. And that's why the bridge image keep, kept coming to mind and why I wanted to call this the Building Bridges Campaign is because stories like a good friend of mine who works with the, worked with the Mighty Oaks Warrior Program, which if you've listened to this program for any amount of time, you know I'm a, on their advisory board and a big supporter of the ministry. Well, he came on, was a guest, and there was a pastor in another region of the country that heard that episode, went out, got connected with Mighty Oaks, and then invited this guy to move across the country and, and start working at his church. And that brother did. He moved from California down to Tennessee and is working in a church there. And you'll get to hear more about some of those relationships in future episodes. But it's just been encouraging to see the Lord really altering people's lives through the sometimes unseen small efforts that we put out into the world. Uh, it's just exciting to celebrate those things. And I want to thank you again for making it possible. Uh, some of the resources that we've been working on currently is 
obviously the website continues to grow. I was looking at our stats from, and so far this year between January and September, we've had over uh, 639,000 unique page views. And what that averages out to is we have over 41,000 people, unique users coming to our website every month. And that results in 71,000 unique page views. So if you think about unique users, that's over 41,000 people each month coming to the BCC website. Oftentimes what we found through through our research is that they're not necessarily biblical counselors that are tied in, uh, who are coming looking for resources, while that often is the case. But more often, it's people who are hurting. And they're jumping on Google and they're searching the Bible and pornography, the Bible and depression, the Bible and anxiety. And the Lord is using technology and the digital age to connect thousands of people to our website. And again, like I said, to other websites as well. They jump over from ours to ACBC, to ABC, to CCEF, to other organizations. And it's just fantastic to see the Lord doing that. We surveyed the BCC Council to ask them what they love about the BCC, why they think people should support the BCC, some favorite memories or fond things uh, uh, from the BCC. And one of them wrote in this. They said, the wealth of personal and informational resources is what they love the most. It's not only about quantity, but about quality as well. It is evident in the books, the blogs, and the tools that people like me are being given access to the best available insight and wisdom on an ever-increasing array of counseling issues and concerns. Simply outstanding stuff. Uh, Love that quote. Really emphasized uh, and highlighted what we love to do with the BCC is putting out a lot of content, but really good content as well. And not just good and a lot of content, but content that is really life-changing. It's really going to point people to Christ and the transformation that is available uh, through His Word. Another one of the, the resources that I've been super excited about uh, is the 31-Day Devotional for Life series. If you've heard this podcast for a while, you know that I was super excited about this because one of my first meetings as the BCC director was to sit down with PNR Publishing and talk about this series and that was five years ago, uh, in October of 2016. And now there are 21 different titles in that series, and it's growing. Uh, three just came out. There will be more coming out in the spring, and it's just exciting to see. And I've heard so many people sharing with me how those devotionals have been in influential in their own personal hearts, uh, in their counseling ministry. I've heard people talk about the way they use them to care for people on their wait list, give them to people on the, as they graduate and send them off from counseling to con- kind of continue keeping them in the word on the topic, how they're used as homework in the counseling process, during the counseling process. There's just so many uh, great stories of life change coming through that series, and I'm super excited about that. We've also worked with 10 of those publishing on a series called the Raising Kids series, and they're five titles in that series now. Another great resource that came out in the last year or so was Caring for the Souls of Children. And I was super thankful for Amy Baker spearheading that effort and collecting just a great team to write a a book on how to counsel children, which is such a a common question for counselors, for pastors, for parents. 
uh, how do I help kids in all of these different areas? And Amy graciously asked if the BCC would be willing to put our logo on that book and and we were definitely happy to do that. And then she wanted to interview me about that process instead of me interviewing her. So that was an interesting podcast that came out of that as well. There's also lots of other titles that have come out of the BCC's work that don't carry our label, but they're books, mini books, conference tracks, curriculum changes that are spawned during our leadership summits when the BCC Council is able to gather together or through the relationships that we've helped to foster. It's just exciting to hear people. I've had multiple authors come back to me and say, hey, I I wrote this book with so-and-so. I wrote this book after connecting with somebody or thinking about this at the summit and just wanted you to know this is fruit of your labor as well. Or people who've even gone back and revised their books after sitting down at a leadership summit with people who saw things maybe just slightly differently than they had in the past and, and were humble enough to be sharpened and, and uh, encouraged and pointed to even in deeper truths in God's word. This podcast that you're listening to now has been a resource now. We're excited to be over almost 215 episodes now. We've had 288,000 downloads over the last few years as I started the podcast. And it's been downloaded and listened to in over 127 different countries around the world. It's just mind-boggling how somebody with a microphone and some relationships can record some stuff and send it out and... Thousands of people all across the world can be encouraged, equipped, sharpened, and transformed into the image of Christ. So thank you again for your support. Thanks for listening to this. Be sure to tell others about it so we can continue to reach even more people with the messages that we get to share here at the BCC. And then the relationships currently, obviously that's still a big thing for us. It's the central element of our ministry. One of those Respondents to the survey was Alistair Groves, and he says, I love the spirit of the BCC. It is so vital at any moment, particularly among gifted and theologically adept leaders, to emphasize the core that unites us more than the convictions that sometimes divide us. The leadership summits are desperately needed greenhouse for relational unity in a world where the strong winds of busy schedules and polarized factions so easily divide us in the church. I appreciated Alistair sharing those thoughts because we've experienced that personally in the last year. I know you have as well, how polarized and divisive our culture can be. And we, we've had that, I know, in the biblical counseling world as well. But our vision, our heart, our mission is to maintain that unity and to see people who are not only saying they love that and want that, but are practicing it, getting together with people that they would disagree with on a number of things, but focusing on the things that unite them, uh, that we do hold in common, and sharpening each other on those things that maybe we see different. Uh, Another respondent to that survey said this about the relationship. So the BCC was launched as a way for many strands of biblical counseling movement to develop a consistent voice and work together to promote gospel-centered biblical counseling in the church. In spite of all the upheaval of much of Christianity, the BCC has held to that vision with unity and purposefulness. It is proving to be a place where grace and truth are practiced and offered to others. It was such an encouragement to me such an encouragement to our staff to hear that feedback that that we are able to accomplish that mission that we're setting out to accomplish. As far as the regions aspect goes, 
As I mentioned a little bit ago, we focused a lot on the global expansion. We have added more, a few more members from the United States to the BCC Council, uh, but we've also added others. I, I failed to mention Ecuador was another country we have a, a BCC Council member from. But one of the success stories and feedback that we've gotten was from our team, our people down in South Africa. Kyle Johnston, who you've heard on this podcast before, shared with us. He actually sent it to the board of directors, He he uh, this word of encouragement. And he actually wrote in our What Does the BCC Mean to Me series. So you'll get to read that on the blog. Be sure to look out for that. But he said it this way. He said, I was reminded of how significant this organization has been for me personally, but also for the promotion of biblical counseling in South Africa. From the leadership summits to the online calls, to participating in a blog, to help with my PhD, to the formation of the Biblical Counseling Africa, et cetera, et cetera, the BCC has played a massive role. That just spent, spoke volumes to us as a BCC staff and the board of directors, and I wanted to share it with you as well. I take a moment at the end of all of our staff meetings every week, you can confirm this with my staff, to try to share some encouragement from our ministry. Because we're scattered across the country. There are four of us that meet uh, on a regular basis. We have some others who do some contract work for us. But every week we meet and have a staff meeting. And one of our staff members is in Arizona. One's in Illinois. Two of us are here in Kentucky. And they're working faithfully. But sometimes it's very behind the scenes, putting together a blogging schedule, setting up a website, making sure that website's still running. And we don't always get to see what God is doing through those efforts. We're just faithfully putting out content or creating accounts for people, that kind of stuff. But so to hear back from you, from other people, how our ministry has has touched your life, been effective, is such an encouragement. And so, one, I wanted to share that with you. But two, also share how the BCC has ministered to you. Again, podcast at biblicalcc.org. Share maybe a, an idea, uh, a memory, a significant event that's happened, something where our ministry has blessed you uh, and I'll be sure to share those with our staff and who knows, may come out on a podcast in the future. The future is the next phase. Obviously, we have the past, the present, and the future. Think about resources, relationships, and regions. I wanted to share just a couple things with you. One of those quotes on the resources, uh, uh, Robert Chong shared this with our team when we surveyed him about what do they look forward to the most about the future of the BCC. He said, I believe the most valuable thing about the BCC is its ability to promote the practical and relational ministry of the word and to provide resources for the church. Support the BCC through your finances and prayer so that God will continue to be magnified through Christ-centered ministry as the church bears the burdens of God's people. We are going to continue to put out our podcast. We're going to continue to put out the blog. We're going to continue to put out our equipped to care resource to our partners. We're going to continue to tell you about new books that are coming out in our book reviews. We're going to continue to do all of those things. But we also want to consider some other ideas that have been put forward to us. We, it's been a few years since we have intentionally gone after and published a large, significant book as a collaborative effort. But we think it may be time to re-engage that effort. So pray for us as we think about that. One, one example is the idea of doing a robust 
uh, anthropology for biblical counseling that includes multiple authors talking about different aspects of anthropology, the theology of what makes man man, and how that is influenced by and influences our counseling ministry. Uh, so pray for us as we think about that, re-engaging in the, the authoring, the writing world. Uh, I've been encouraged to see how the focus on relationships has automatically resulted in some resources being written, but we keep getting some requests and also the just the idea that maybe we should put some effort behind writing some more BCC books that we foster and work together to put those out. So that's another thing for the future. Our relationships, again, Alistair Groves sent this great quote. He said, people should support the BCC because, and I do not mean this hyperbolically, the biblical counseling movement will collapse within a generation, two at the most, without it. Only pressing the men and women who are wrestling out the practical theology of the day-to-day come together and forge respectful friendships, will we be able to avoid being a house divided? Man, what a, just a powerful statement of the importance of this ministry moving forward. And again, the gates of hell are not going to prevail against the church. And if the BCC disappeared tomorrow, God's church will not. But as Alistair so aptly put it, the biblical counseling movement within a generation or two could easily devolve into a house divided uh, if we disappear and nobody's working to foster those relationships that keep us connected and growing together. We want to continue to build those relationships where I just was texting with a few of our council members about who are some of the next gen leaders that they are seeing in the biblical counseling movement so that we can reach out to them, begin to establish relationships with them. We'll actually in our future phase be doing some podcast interviews with some of those new names in the biblical counseling uh, leadership world. Pray for us as we find new leaders who are going to rise up in the next future generations, but also new leaders in regions around the world that where biblical counseling doesn't exist. We want to continue to expand, strengthening our foundational relationships here close to home, but also expanding those around the world. And then as far as regions go, we want to continue to build globally, multi-ethnically, multi-generationally all over the world. And we're excited about that effort, but we also have been talking about and discussing and working towards the idea of regional networks here in the, in the U.S. and abroad. Because we recognize the value of getting together face-to-face, building relationships and connectivity with people. And we want to see how we can multiply the experience that we have at our annual leadership summit. I know I've mentioned this before and we've prayed about it. We actually had a a staff member working on it for a while and then he had to quit because of some life changes and then the pandemic hit. So those efforts got put on hold, but we're prayerfully considering re-engaging the idea of BCC regional networks. And we know there are regional networks out there already. We've already supported some and and tried to foster relationships around some, but we want to really expand that effort so that people all across the world can have relationships with biblical counselors in their geographical area to be encouraged, to sharpen each other, to spur one another on in love and good deeds. So thanks so much for listening. I know this podcast has gone a little bit longer than normal and it's been all my voice. So I apologize for that. You can listen to it on double speed. Of course, now we're at the end. You don't have the chance to do that, but please pray for us. 
both thanking God for what he's done in the past, thanking him for what he's doing now, praising him for what he's going to do in the future, but also seeking his wisdom, seeking his guidance and seeking his favor on the Biblical Counseling Coalition, but more importantly on the Biblical Counseling Movement and the Church of Christ around the world. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for being a part of the work we do here at the Biblical Counseling Coalition. Thank you for listening to today's episode of 1514. If you'd like to find out more about the Biblical Counseling Coalition, you can visit our website at biblicalcc.org. Special thanks to our podcast engineer, James Wills, who does all the post-production editing to make this podcast sound so wonderful. Also want to thank my assistant, Carrie Felton, for helping to arrange these interviews. And a special thanks to Andrew Riddell, who composed and recorded the music we use on 1514. I hope you have a wonderful day.